I would definitely say hands-on experience and you can do it for family, for friends. You know, people have events all the time, birthday parties, baby showers. Honestly, when I, before I even started, I used to volunteer for my family to do those things. And it seems, you know, silly. You're like, oh, but I'm just doing it. No, you learn every single time. And the more you can be involved in even the smallest event, whether that is a trade show or corporate or something, you know, just organizing, you're going to take everything you learn and put it into the next event. Welcome back to Have a Map, where we talk all things career. I'm your host, Mamadou Enjot, founder of Jimmy Vent. Um, and we're cruising through these episodes. Uh, super excited uh, about this one. And even chatting with an intern of ours who has came into the program, excelled very quickly, um, and even with her tough schedule, has really made stuff happen. And that's a lot of what happens in the event world where things can fall by the wayside or they can make happen or come into fruition, as we like to say, at them events. And she's been doing a great job with that. So I want to introduce Joanna. Joanna, say what's up to the people. <laughs> Hi, everyone. So I'm Joanna. I'm a senior at Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York, and I study public relations and fashion merchandising, and I'm an event management intern at DIM. Perfect. Perfect. And I do remember this, Joanna, about you. When we, uh, when we did your interview, you mentioned this was your like dream career. You're like, yeah, I don't know if, I want, if I'm going to be able to do this, but uh, I, I, this is really what I want to do. And I was like, all right, cool. So we always like to know our interns dream career and try to connect them with someone in there. And that is the reason that we've created Have a Map, this podcast. So, uh, but before we dive deeper into that, I want to introduce our guest today, Alicia. Uh, Alicia, can you give us a brief introduction of, of who you are, where you're calling in from? Absolutely. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Alicia owner and lead planner at Della Planning. We're based out of Orange County, California. Um, I'm originally from the Bay Area, but now have my business based in Orange County, but do travel wherever events will take me. I'm super excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Of course. And as a planner, um, I think one of the things we always talk about on the podcast is we have these titles, but they don't really tell everything that we do. So for you, what exactly do you do? Because people think about events, they see all the glitz and the glamour, and that's a part of it, but they don't see the ugly part of it where you're trying to get it all together and taking someone's idea that's in their head and actually bringing it into life. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that space and what you do within it? Absolutely. That is quite the loaded question, just because there are so many things that we do as event planners. Me in particular, I am mainly weddings. Um, so I do mainly wedding planning, also have done a bit of corporate in the past, but for my business, it is mainly in the wedding industry. In regards to what I do, I am I am a small business, so I kind of do everything. I would say on the planning aspect of things, definitely is a lot of logistics operations, um, a lot of timeline creations, a lot of emailing and admin work. And then on the flip side of that, all of my own marketing um, as of right now. So I do all of my own social media, my website I actually created myself. 
I, I obviously eventually might grow into getting a team, but as an event planner, a lot of us are small businesses and kind of run our entire operations on our own um, with a few interns or with a few assistants. So I do a little bit of everything, I would say. That <laughs> I'm geeking out right now a little bit just because that is my end goal is I know it's not ideal when it is yourself, but that's what I see myself doing at the end of the day, like just having me and then a small team of people, but, and your website and your social media, I must say, great job, by the way, the whole feed, <laughs> so amazing to look at. I, I'm amazed. It looks like a real life Pinterest board, not even kidding, but what would you say that, like, how has your day-to-day -day changed pre-COVID to now? Like, what did it look like before the pandemic? I know kind of changed a lot, so. Yes, uh, that, that's a great question. It changed a lot. I would say before, obviously, pre-COVID, now we talk about pre-COVID, post-COVID. Pre-COVID, I never thought I would be on websites like CDC websites and guidelines and regulations of counties and looking at tiers. In California, we have like orange tier, purple tier, and what that meant for my business. I knew I had to follow venue regulations and rules and all of these, you know, specifics, but I never really thought it would be on the like government level or I would have to even think about really you know, maybe taking temperatures at the door or all of these things that are now added onto the event planner's task list if it wasn't already long enough. Um, so pre-COVID, I didn't think about any of that in terms of checking specific regulations for the county, um, as long as you're within venue regulations and, you know, within specific logistics and operations, you were good to go. Uh, now, now picking things up after post-COVID, we are still checking those regulations. I do have to make sure that we're within specific capacities. Um, a lot of my couples travel from, I have a couple that is in Canada. So I need to think about those travel restrictions. Uh, I might have a client that's coming in from Norway. What does that look like? So I think it's just kind of added another level of restrictions and regulations that I need to be up to date on pre and post COVID, as well as those specifics sanitation things. I know we all think of the things that we used to do pre-COVID and we're like, ew, did we really like touch airport bins and not sanitize afterwards? Uh, so now I'm thinking of that as well. <laughs> not the airport bins, but different things in the events that we must do that will make it more safe and more sanitary for guests as they enjoy their event. That's just so much to think about. I can't even, I can't even imagine because there's already a lot that goes on behind the scenes and now to throw in how to make everything be COVID friendly, COVID safe, and still giving people that in-person experience. Like that's the whole point of the event is to bring people together and have a good time. So it's tough trying to abide by these regulations, but we're getting through it. <laughs> and I will say that it's a team effort as an event planner, you have a team of vendors and it's a really great community. So I'm not alone and I don't feel alone in that aspect. While yes, I am. I did mention, I do a lot of the things on my uh, by myself. It's not like that. You know, you're working with the venue manager, you're working with the photographer, the videographer, the caterers, everyone is trying to be COVID friendly and we're all following our own specific regulations. And as the planner, I'm overseeing them. So everyone does have to do their job in order for it to be successful. And then as the event planner, you are just ensuring that those are done. So there is a lot of support. <laughs> so let's talk about your role how, how did you start? Like, tell me your story. How did you get to where you are now? Yes. Um, I started in college. 
I actually was an English major, business management minor. I thought I would maybe be a lawyer or, you know, in some aspect of business, maybe marketing, get my MBA, you know, go to school, do that again. But I somehow came, Instagram started getting popular, you know, when, when I was in college, I'm like, I'm not that old, right? Um, Instagram started getting popular when I was in college and I started seeing all of these extravagant weddings on my feed. And I started following wedding planners and event planners. And I really love hands-on tasks and just kind of being in the thick of it and problem solving. I'm really like problem solving and being put on the spot. I'm like, do it all day. Like I will take that on. So I just got interested in the glitz and glam of the event, but it's not that as we kind of touched on earlier, there definitely is a lot of logistics behind it, which I also love. So what I did was I actually randomly reached out to a wedding planner that I found on Instagram and sent a random email and said, I'm an English major, but I'm interested in weddings, but I'm an English major. So I can write your blogs. I can do your Pinterest. I have these skills. Can I help you in any way? Like cold email. She was a luxury planner, had a lot of followers. And I was she's never going to respond to me. She responded. She asked for an interview. I interned for her for a year in the back end office work. And then she didn't have any day of work for me at the time once my internship was over, but I kept following up every two months. Hey, do you have anything now? Do you have anything now? Uh, it was really persistence. At that time, I was in the bridal design industry. I was working with a bridal designer. So I wasn't, I was kept in the industry, but I wasn't in the part that I wanted. I wasn't in events. I was in the back end, working with a designer, doing trade shows, still in the bridal world, but I wanted to get break into the wedding events. And so I just kept following up until she said, you know what? Great timing, even though you've been talking to me last every two months. Um, and I got, I was able to be an assistant for day of work. And then I did that for about for three, three years before I was like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I love. And it took me a bit to, you know, create my own business. I was a little nervous. I probably could have done it sooner than I did, but I got a lot of experience eventually just branched out on my own and then created my brand and yeah, the rest is history. Now it's all, now it's all flying by. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing right now because what you did, like the sliding into the DMs, that's exactly what Mo told me to do. And that's the kind of work that we do behind the scenes. He told me to do exactly that. Just slide into the DMs of event planners, of wedding planners, and like, you never know. And that persistence will keep you going. You never know when the right person at the right time will have the opportunity for you that can help you get your foot in the door. So it's nice to know like that. That's exactly what you did and look where you are now. So it works people and people <laughs> slide into my DMs all the time. And I am always, I, I know that that's what I did. And even if I don't have opportunity, I'm like, oh my gosh, keep doing this. Like I might in the future. And I like encourage them to reach out to more planners because it's just kind of about timing, right? We do need help. It's just when the right person is going to reach out at that time where we're like, you have those skills, please help me. And then it goes from there. So slide all day. Yeah. No, I feel like it's so valuable to like reach out to people. And even as you consistently grow, like even to this day as a business owner, I'm still reaching out to people and building new connections because people who, and that's one of the things we talk about a little bit is like, 
when your Instagram or your social media content is set up even sometimes a certain way, a lot of the time it's done like that. So people know one, you're available for service, but then also you're available to connect because you have like in your bio, this is what I do, this is work related versus like sometimes it can be a little bit more personal and private and things of that nature. So always kind of take a look at some of those things and those can be easy cues to see if some people are able to connect. But at the end of the day, reach out to as many people as you can and it'll give you a lot of you know advice and understanding of different perspectives because even for yourself, I'm sure there's people that are in different areas uh, of the country that have a different perspective on events and weddings and things of that nature. So I think it, it's, it's very important to get that diverse perspective as well. I totally agree. And I definitely still work with other planners when they need help. You know, even though I have my own set of clients in my own business, you can always learn the events industry. The more you do, the more you learn. Every single event is different. So I'm like, as many events I can be present at, that, that's how I'm going to get better. Um, so I continue to even assist. I'm a lead planner and everything, but I'm happy to be there and help someone else because you're going to learn in that position too. Um, I'm curious to know, what is your favorite event that you've been a part of that you've helped planned or seen to full execution? Hmm, that I've been a part of or that I've, I've done entirely myself. I'm like, there's so many. I guess, I guess both. I guess both because I feel like your roles would be slightly different. Yes, that's true. Um, I would say actually there was an event that I did last year. It was COVID, but it was pretty small and it was one of my favorites. It was about eight people. We did it very quickly. It was outdoors. Um, the bride's dad was very sick and we planned it in about two weeks. We did a lot of beautiful things. It wasn't just, you know, typical backyard we did ghost chairs and florals and I'll probably say things that you guys are like what but we did a lot of decor and you know made it absolutely beautiful in just two weeks and her father was able to be there and he did pass shortly after and just being able to be a part of that experience in the midst of you know what was going on in the world and just being able to focus on that and making it as safe as possible for those eight people and making sure that her dad was able to see her be married. Um, that was absolutely one of my favorites. I also did about two years ago, I'm a part of a nonprofit called Wish Upon a Wedding. Now I'm on the board of directors, but we grant wedding wishes to terminally ill or uh, you know, people who are sick and unable to uh, fund their own wedding. And so I was a part of that about two years ago. And my groom, he had cancer and we planned that in about six weeks. It was absolutely beautiful. They have the video from it. He did pass, you know, a couple months after, but those are the, the events that really, you know, impact. And yes, it's hard to plan so quickly and, you know, it's a little stressful and I'm doing more of the decision-making to take that away from the couple so they can really be with family and enjoy. But that's honestly what it's all about. Them being there, stress-free, experiencing it. Um, so those are probably, I'm like, I could probably continue. And this is my favorite and this is my favorite, but I'll stop there. That's amazing. I feel like you can find little bits and pieces of things for, from each event that just warms your heart, but those are unique stories. And I feel like things that you'll never forget. And I'm sure the people that were able to attend and like the lives that you've touched, I'm sure they will never forget that. So that's amazing. It's making me honestly, like, like choke up just because like, I know how important that can be for someone just in my own family. 
Um, it's something that we've thought about. So just to know, like, you can make that difference in someone's life. Like, oh, okay. Woo. <laughs> Anyways, um, what is the best advice for someone who wants to be wedding planning? Like if they had to start tomorrow, what is the advice that you would give them? Yes. Um, besides sliding into people's DMs, <laughs> I would definitely say hands-on experience and you can do it for family, for friends, you know, people have events all the time, birthday parties, baby showers. Honestly, when I, before I even started, I used to volunteer for my family to do those things. And it seems, you know, silly. You're like, oh, but I'm just doing it. No, you learn every single time. And the more you can be involved in even the smallest event, whether that is a trade show or corporate or something, you know, just organizing, you're going to take everything you learn and put it into the next event. So I would say start volunteering to be your friend's planner, <laughs> um, trip planner, bachelorettes, baby showers. Uh, if you're just doing a little getaway, just volunteer to make those checklists, those timelines, you know, even itineraries for flights, things like that is going to give you that experience. And at least later on, if you are doing it with a company, you can reference that personal experience you had and you have no one watching you, right? When you're doing it for friends and family, you can kind of learn, take what worked well, take what didn't and see how you can do it better next time. So you can really start tomorrow. That's great advice. I always think about that as like, how do you get to that part? Because a lot of people, it and I was literally just talking about this earlier, but a lot of for a lot of people, it's mental. So how did you begin within that space of starting your own business from just like a mental standpoint? What was that first thing that you did that really helped you to cross over into saying like, I'm for sure going to start this business? That is a great question. And it is very scary. I actually, when I did start my business, I was working full-time as well. Just from a financial standpoint, I had to survive. And you know, your business isn't going to be successful on day one. You need to get clients. You need to build that portfolio. So it was a lot of long days on my full-time job and coming home and getting back to my clients as if nothing ever happened all day. And I was just, you know, working on events, but I was actually working full-time and working 60 hours a week and then working on events all weekend. So that was, that's a whole nother kind of aspect of it. But I think from the mental part, I kind of always knew that I did want to be my own boss. Um, I love working with a team. I love collaborating with others. Networking is one of my favorite things ever. Events are very relationship-based. The industry is very relationship-based. Um, but for me, I had to just get over the mental block of everyone else is doing it. So why do they need another wedding planner, right? I think that's one thing that people think, how am I going to be so different? And how am I going to differentiate myself from the next business. But one thing that helped me is I did speak with uh, one of my friends who she kind of owns her own business as well. And I would just be like, should I, maybe I shouldn't. And she just pushed me. It sounds silly, but she thought of my business name. And then I was, I said, okay, I have to do it now. I have a business name. <laughs> so that helped a lot because I just jumped in. I had the business name and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And I had to push myself out of that comfort zone. But at first, I think it's totally normal and fine if 
yes, you're going to be uncomfortable and you might not be 100% mentally in it at first. You might be questioning yourself and you might be thinking, how am I going to be different? But then I, you realize, and you know, I think once you do realize that you're different because you're you and that wedding planner is them. And even if you're offering the same exact service, the experience is different. You're giving your clients a different relationship. It's just totally different. That mentally, when that clicked for me, I was like, okay, I, I am a different person from the next wedding planner. Even though there's a hundred wedding planners in the room, one of those clients is going to only connect with me. One of those clients is going to only connect with them. And I absolutely believe that that's why I don't think there's competition in the industry. There's enough clients for everyone and not every client is for you. And you know, not, you're not for every client and that's totally fine. That's great advice. That that is that's really good advice. Y'all y'all should uh, tip her for that advice because that was <laughs> good advice right there. Uh, one of the things that we don't talk about as much in this event world are the long hours, the you know working at different timing, um, not really having too much off time for yourself. So for you, and then you know when people think weddings, um, you know I've thought about weddings and I've seen weddings and it's a lot of like meticulous things that have to get done. And I know that's, that's just not my ministry that, but I love it. I love the idea of it. And I love to see it. Um, but what does self-care look like for you? Because, you know, I was kind of going back to, but you think of bridezillas, right? And, and that can I be knew a that word was coming. I knew that word was coming. No, that's a reality that a lot of people talk about. Well, you see on TV, but you might not talk about. So like, what does self-care look like for you within that space of back-to-back events, two weeks, six weeks, all of that stuff that you talked about? Yes, uh, the long hours. Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, there are long hours. I mean, I think one thing is, is if you're going to get into this space, you have to be passionate about it. It can't be, I love the pretty napkins and the details and that's it. I want to select colors and I want to, because that's not the job. Um, and I love talking about what the job actually is because I think the more knowledge, especially people who are interested in it, the more knowledge you have going into it, it's going to be a better fit and you're going to excel even better because you are expecting what's actually going to happen. It's not napkin color picking all day long. Actually, that's one of my least favorite parts of it. Um, but what I would say in terms of self-care for myself, Absolutely, I can get better at that. I will be the first person to tell you that I am not the best at balancing my self-care routine, but what I have done to get better at it are pick out those specific activities that I know bring me peace, and I do those at least three times a week. I And I actually, at least once a week, I make myself go on a beach walk for at least an hour to two hours. I live by the beach, so I just walk over, but I know I'm like, now, now I sound like, well, I live by the beach. You both are in New York, <laughs> but the city is beautiful as well. You could do a city walk or a beach walk um, for at least two hours because the ocean calms me. And I know that. And also I love workout classes because when I'm in a workout class, I cannot respond to a text or an email or a phone call. And so doing these, uh, these tasks that really make it so I cannot respond. I kind of have to force myself in a little cocoon to where, you know, I'm getting things done that or getting things done mentally for myself and, you know, tending to what I need and not able to physically respond is what I have to do in order to give myself that time. But it's super important to do it. 
I've made over COVID, it really has forced me to find those tasks that I really enjoy. And now I am getting into that better routine, but there are days that I work 12 hours. But then what I do is I make sure the next day I give myself that walk. So if I'm going to have a crazy weekend, then I won't schedule myself for calls on Monday because I just kind of want to not speak to anyone, you know, maybe do some emails here and there, but for the majority of the day, do things that, you know, I enjoy. So I think it's not so much of like a set routine because in the events industry, honestly, nothing is set and you have to be pretty flexible, but it's just having those go-to things that I can do and say, okay, you know, this has been a long day tomorrow. I'm doing that walk for sure. And then I put that on my calendar. I block it out. I literally will not get to anything. And I just do what, you know, I'm going to be, is going to make me rejuvenated. One of my questions actually was like the importance of routines for you. And I know you said it kind of like it changes and each day to day changes, but I would love to know what a typical day in your life, if you have one for the most part, what that looks like for you, especially working for yourself and how do you keep your, hold yourself accountable? Yes, absolutely. Um, there, like I said, there are not a ton of routines, but there are things that I do that make it a bit easier on me in terms of getting things done. So I'll try to schedule my week since I have a number of different tasks, marketing, client calls, uh, emails, you know, logistics, backend things. I'll try to schedule client calls all on one day, because then I'm in the mindset of speaking to clients all day. I know that's what my you know calendar says for the day. And then the next day I schedule all admin tasks or all marketing things, because I find that for me, when I go back and forth, if I have client calls and then a marketing task and then client calls, and then I'm doing finance stuff, I'm not as productive because my mind is switching so, so much. So I try to make it so during the week, I have maybe two days where I'm doing calls, Zooms, you know, whatever that looks like, but more client facing tasks. And then the other days I'm working on timelines or marketing or social media. I try to schedule my Instagram posts all in, you know, a couple hours for the week, just things like that. I did recently get an intern, so I'm so excited um, to be able to have them take a few tasks for me. But I think that in terms of routine, it's never the same, but I do try to stick to keeping things on specific days and making it as easy as possible in my brain to get, be successful at being productive. Great advice again. That is like, yeah, especially when you're trying to do a lot and like grow your business, that's so important. And I always used to hear like people say that and I was like, ah, you know, when you're starting off, you think you can do it all, but then you start to really realize like, no, I need this whole day has to be uh, conversations or this whole day. I need six hours to block off so I can really do a bunch of work and, and things of that nature. So that's, that's really good advice. Um, well, as we kind of come towards the end of the conversation, I want to ask, you know, I feel like everybody, this is the signature question that we always get to, but, and this is for all of us. So if you had to describe your week, maybe the last few days, uh, what song, maybe artist or album would you, let's just use the word pair it with um, for- Silence. Joanne, are you gonna go first? So I did have to go peek at my Spotify for a hot second, but I don't know if it's just because it's very popular right now, but the song Good Days by SZA, that 
don't get me wrong. There's been stressful moments, but consistently the sun is shining right now. It feels great. And just the kind of overall vibe I've been having is the kind of vibe I get when I listen to that song, just kind of like at peace and just comfortable with where I'm at now. So yeah, good days. That's mine. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was quick. I wasn't, uh... I had a peak. I did have to peak in my Spotify and that was the first song that came up. I'm like, well, actually, now that just now that you ask, <laughs> I actually just looked at mine as well. <laughs> right, I need to look at mine too. I I think I have one, but it's gonna sound like super out of left field. Let's hear it. Can't wait. It's it's going to be an artist, and my life is kind of a bit chaotic right now, just because a lot of the events that were paused are now press play because of the guidelines changing and California opening up soon. So everything kind of just started at once. And then I'm also in the middle of moving. So I've been like packing and trying to get out of my place. And it's just a little bit all over the place. So on my Spotify playlist, one artist that I just have been listening to a lot is Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> because I feel that like the energy, like I just need the energy to keep going and kind of like her music is a bit chaotic, if you will. Like it's, you know, kind of sporadic and it, it, it's not super deep or super soulful in terms of like the lyrics. And I kind of just need something that I'm going to listen to that I'm not thinking. I'm just like going and I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying the energy that she gives off. And I, I really do like all of her songs. So that's probably who I've been listening to the most. Everyone's going to be like, what? I was not. Her music I makes bet. me want to get up, like just get up and go. Exactly. Dance if you want, but get up and go do your thing. So on the way to my that. meetings, I'm just literally a pump up song. It pumps you up in the car. I feel you. I understand. <laughs> that is a good choice. Meg the Stallion, she'll she'll get you there. Let's mm -hmm. say that. She will get you to where you need to. <laughs> That's gonna actually it's similar to my pick. I'm going to pick, I've been singing this song randomly. I think I've only seen the music video for it once, but Up by Cardi B, because um, everything is up, right? That's how I just want to live life and everything just be bigger and better. Um, and, you know, the interns, I will say this, the interns always bring joy to my life. Um, our internship program, you know, interns teach us more about ourselves than, you know, day-to-day -day life. So I, I truly appreciate that. So everything is looking up and I'm thankful for that. Um, and I don't know if the song really relates to that, but the idea of up, I, it does, I think. So I don't know. You it found a way. Yeah. <laughs> you found a way to connect it. I, I tried. I tried. I'm surprised I didn't think that's also another song I've just been listening to like crazy. And we're like, what is she talking about? Who even cares? It's up. We're, oh. we're going up. <laughs> I well, love it. This was an amazing conversation. Um, and one, I just want to thank you so much for your time. What we like to do at our internship, we give everyone a round of applause or a virtual round of applause. So all the love and thank you, especially calling in, you know, California. We are, I'm a little jealous, you know, I'm not going to lie. You're walking by the beach, LA, California, that space. I really love that um, and the warm weather. So. Thank you so much, Alicia, for jumping on here. Uh, it really helps to give our interns um, perspective on their careers and different opportunities and tasks that you know they can look forward to as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And I, I love chatting all day about, you know, if I had all day long, I would just continue and continue about my experience and helping others. And I'm super passionate about, you know, getting people into the industry that really truly want to be in it and excel in it. There's enough space for everyone. So like I touched on earlier. So if that's something that people are passionate about, just, just start. That's the biggest thing. Just start somewhere, anywhere. Like I said, with your friends, family, DMing people, and then before you know it, you're like, wait, what did I do? How am I here? Great. <laughs> Thank you so much. I know I've learned a lot and I can tell you're passionate. It's, it's contagious. And if anything, it just reinforces that. Like I can visualize myself in that position one day. And I know it's so easy to get caught up in the glitz and the glam of, of everything, but what keeps you going is just like, yeah, the details can be a lot, but when it all comes to fruition, it's all worth it. So Thank you so much for taking the time. It really means a lot. And thank you. I can't wait to see. It. I just can't wait. That's all. I'm just so, so excited. Like if anything, like you see me right now. I love it. Grinning. I love the energy. I hope everyone can feel the energy coming oh, through the no, I'm like radiating if anything. So I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you both. Of course. And to our listeners, thank you. Whether this is your morning routine or afternoon routine. Thanks for listening uh, to Have a Map. Skr, skr, we're out.